Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Wailing. The Wailing is a 2016 South Korean horror film directed by Na Hong Jin. It follows a police officer who is forced to investigate bizarre murders seemingly caused by a mysterious disease that begins soon after a stranger arrived in their small village. When his own daughter comes down with a sickness, he must do whatever it takes to find the true source of the illness before he loses everything he cares about. It's uh, an exciting episode this week because not only are we are heading to South Korea to be haunted by the literal devil, but taking us there is our very special guest, Tom Walker. Welcome, Tom. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Welcome. So... Firstly, thanks for suggesting this movie. I fucking love this movie. Cards on the table. I think it fucking rips. <laughs> <laughs> this movie fucking rules, dude. It's so fucking sick. I love it. I'm glad you watched it. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear all the dissenting opinions that are about to come my way. But my opinion, this movie fucking rips. And I don't have any more intellectual uh, way of putting it. <laughs> Great. All right. Let's close the episode there. That's it. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> how, how did you find this movie? Because it wasn't one that I it wasn't on my radar at all, so I'm curious to know how you came across it. I was just uh, I was trying to get into um, more Korean cinema, mm. and this came up on Netflix. And I, me and I knew nothing about it going in. Yeah, uh, me and my girlfriend. Are, my girlfriend is a huge horror fan. Cool. She's uh, uh, Demi Lardner. Of course, mm-hmm. the little freak. <laughs> uh, and so we watched this just being like, oh, it's a horror movie. It's Korean. Yeah. We love Train to Busan. Yes. Let's uh, give this a, holy shit. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Like a, an, two hours and a half <laughs> long. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just this insane epic that uh, takes you down roads that you absolutely would never have guessed. 100%. Yeah. And that's what I, I like that you came to it sort of fairly ignorant because that's kind of how i came to it obviously you recommended Mm. it so we i watched it and i uh, if i probably wouldn't have been one i would have maybe chosen myself i'm glad we did because same as you we're like we're always on lookout for anything non-hollywood a lot of what we've watched has been like hollywood stuff we've done train to basan and it's an amazing film so yeah came into this one fairly blind and it 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 looks gorgeous straight away so you're very much drawn into the world and i also like that it 
it is like you come in and it's like, oh, these are different faces. There's obviously a different language. The landscape is different. And you're like, oh, cool. Immediately, this is something new. This is something different, mm. which is which is really cool. Still absolutely fucked, though. So fuck you for that. <laughs> just, you're so welcome. Oh, just so many. Like every time I thought I was going to be able to like, because it does that thing where like it goes for a bit. Something awful happens. And then it like keeps going for a bit longer. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, I'm right. We're out of it. We're out of the right. Oh no! No, we're still fucking like we're right back in it again. You piece of shit. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it infests your brain. It's 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 the only horror movie I've seen where I'm like, oh, this the feeling of dread that I got from this movie yes. is dicking. Mm. I said to um, Handsome Tom today that well, um, <laughs> took me. <laughs> Sorry, I said to Thomas Reed today Thank you, that um, that's better. I watched it and it took me about eight hours to put a review on Letterboxd because I just didn't know what to say. Mm. Also didn't know how I felt about it yet, which is kind of like gelled a bit over the course of the day. Mm. But it's like, oh my God, the, the sense of dread that just exists for two and a half hours is maybe unlike any movie I've seen before. Mm. Probably because I steer clear of them normally because <laughs> I'm a coward. But fucking hell, this movie. Yeah, and the, and the length as well because it... Like, there's almost a point an hour and a half in, uh, I think it's the exorcism scene, where you're like, oh, this is feeling like the end of the film. Yeah. yeah. But of course, no, you've got another hour of chaos after that. <laughs> nah. I, lo- I love this movie. And like, I think the, the two uh, movies I sent over as like things we could watch were, uh, could not be more difficult, uh, different, because one of them was The Wailing, which is, mm. to me, like, a pure cinema, like, in terms of being able to truly convey the feeling of dread and powerlessness and and misery, um, mm. and then the other one was The Nun, which is <laughs> one of the most dog shit films you can possibly imagine. <laughs> In this one, it feels like evil is given a force and its motivation, and it's like mm. it, evil is a real thing and it's horrifying. Yeah. Whereas in The Nun, evil exists to be spooky. And nothing else, you know? <laughs> like, like all the conjuring shit is, like, evil is there to scare you and then, like, not really do any harm. Right. Like, it's, the rules are so unclear. It's like a fucking haunted house ride. <laughs> this feels like your life is falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I, I think... Look, if I had to pick, if I, if you'd given me both these movies and not told me either of them, I probably would have ended up watching The Wailing, not because I thought it was any better, but because the poster for The Nun would have terrified me. Like, that creepy woman's face needs to die, and I never need to see it again, ever. So, like, I would have picked The Wailing anyway, and I would have ended up having a worse time, like... I feel bad. Yeah. This is so much scarier. Yeah. So it's, it's a day ruiner. It's a week oh, ruiner. Yeah. It's so good. I hope it doesn't ruin my life. <laughs> yeah, Sean, don't become a, a bumbling policeman and have a daughter or you're, you're in trouble. Oh, you're, oh, no. You're in a bad way. Those are both my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll step back from the waiting for a minute because Tom Walker, I want to ask, uh, what, what is your history with horror and where do you see yourself on the scaredy boys sort of spectrum from scaredy boy to brave boy? I think that I um, have become braver with horror as time's gone on. But I say that I think that I've just realized how much of horror is goofy comedy bullshit that I actually quite enjoy. Yeah, okay. You know, like I thought that all horror was sore, hostile. Yeah. Uh, and then I actually watched Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and I was like, oh, this is like, apart from how much they prevaricate on whether Freddy is or isn't a pedophile. <laughs> they really go back and forth Ooh. on that. Isn't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the like, sometime in the noughties, they were like, "No, this is edgy, Freddy." Yeah. Like, no, we don't. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I've gotten more into horror 
in the last four years. And part of that's because Demi is like a huge horror fan. But right. until then, I was... Um, and still am if something is genuinely too scary for me like I'll never watch paranormal activity and shit you can mm. find me in the Wikipedia articles for those films reading their entire synopses <laughs> yeah, so they don't have, so their posters and promotional material don't have any power over me <laughs> great just to just to like just to completely rule out the ability that maybe you'll get tricked by a good marketing campaign exactly yeah, yeah. and to to get make sure that my curiosity does not kill the cat the cat in this case being me yeah. <laughs> Talk like someone from the 1920s. <laughs> well, I'm curious to know. So, if you're dating someone who's into horror, so when you first started dating Demi, would she like be like, "Hey, want to watch this movie?" And you'd be like, "Ah, oh, let's let's not." Or would you be like, "Oh no, I'm a, I'll be brave and let's watch this movie." Have you guys seen? Hmm, there's a specific film I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. There's a movie that Demi recommended to me at the start. I don't want to say which film because it's a it's a bit of a spoiler. But basically, there's a film that is. Uh, It's set in the West, and for about an hour and 20 minutes, it is like a fairly dull film. And then at around the hour and 20 minute mark, they get captured by a a group, uh, these two cowboys. And you watch one of the cowboys go through the most gruesome death scene I have ever seen. And... Like, he gets held up by the feet, and someone uses, like, a stone oh. axe. I see you nodding, Sean, Ooh. to chop from the groin all the Ooh, way no. down through his body. And it it genuinely... It didn't give me nightmares, but it did affect my ability to fall asleep. Oh. And she was watching it like it was the news. <laughs> oh, Tom, I've seen it, yeah. and um, I told these guys about it, and I told them that I'll never make them sit through it. But like you, I think, I wasn't told it was a horror. Yes. My friend was like, hey, you like westerns? Check this out. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool western for 90 minutes, and then bam, the most horrifying thing I think I've seen on screen. Genuinely, Jesus. yes. Like, uh, yeah. it's complete... It's 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 the worst shit I've ever seen, and that's like mm, my yeah. line draw. I'm fine with people dying. What I don't need is them to die realistically. Uh, I'm fine with like the Conjuring's jump scares. I don't yeah. want to watch someone like forget their own name as their head gets caved in or something. You know, like <laughs> okay. I, yeah, yeah. Oh. The nun coming out of a painting. So into that big scary. Life. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> And and when you were younger, uh, would you watch horror with like your, your mates at the time? No, I was a big coward. I I would rent out the Garfield animated series on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one episode where John was a bit mean, and that was the height of. I was covering my eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time Odie came on screen, I would shout, "The betrayer! The betrayer! Cover my eyes!" <laughs> Tell me when it's just Garth. <laughs> and so do you think you're braver now after dating Demi for four years and being sort of uh, watching a few more horrors? I don't know if I'm braver. I think I know what uh, my threshold is now. Mm. I think okay. I yeah. understand that horror isn't exclusively like this awful... The the, the, the bone tomahawk scene <laughs> that, <laughs> that I was referencing before. Right. I think that horror is like... Horror can be incredible, beautiful cinema, like, you know, Train to Busan, or yeah. it can be, like, a fun, goofy fucking romp, you know, it can mm. be as 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 popcorn or as high as any other film. But I've definitely... Yeah. I thought it was all human centipede. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's beautiful. That pretty much sums up the experience I think the three of us have had, mm. where there are some obviously awesome 
movies out there like The Wailing that, well, I wouldn't have watched if I had just said, oh, that's scary. I'm not going to watch mm. that. Now I've watched it. It was a great old time. It was, well, not a great old time, but well, I would, I'm glad gee, I watched I would, it. I would be, oh, great old time. Yeah, okay, no worries. Yeah, sick. I'm going to come to your house and take your photo, damn it. It's not Paddington, mate. Come on. It's no Paddington, oh, no. Yeah. You're, not, you're not wrong, short. All right, let's jump back into The Wailing because, look, it started with a Bible verse, and I feel like any movie that starts with a Bible verse is always bad news. It's it's like you're not going to have a good time now. No. <laughs> I'd love to find a movie that opens with a Bible verse. Like and they're always bleak Bible verses. It's never the Bible verse about like, and so Jerry had a good time. <laughs> yeah, there's know. never the Bible is a lot of begetting, and there's not much use of the oh, begetting verses yeah. in other media. <laughs> you don't hear much about people's yeah. dads, no, <laughs> or their dads' dads' dads. Yeah, <laughs> the Bible needs more. Jerry had a good time. I yeah. think. Yeah, is the <laughs> and lo, Jerry had a good time. Right. Yeah, that was actually the sequel to Job. <laughs> <laughs> Followed up. It kind of happened concurrent with the events of Job, but it was this guy being like, hey, checking on the cattle. Whoa, these things are great. <laughs> this is awesome. Hey, Job, look at my cattle. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm going through some Not stuff. Not the time. <laughs> oh, Job's posting some weird status updates to Facebook. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> I haven't seen Job's kids and wife for a while. What's going on with that? Uh, they're probably busy tending to those cattle that he still has. <laughs> well, like the funny thing about this movie is it actually starts quite fun. Like it's it's bumbling small town cops who are in over their head, very often like mm. insulting each other that I found incredibly amusing. Yeah. Well, it's 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 weird, like watching and even later on when it gets darker, there is still an element of like slapstick all mm. the way through it. Like that scene where they're chasing they go to the, the hut to chase him and they're like running through the forest and they're like falling over right. quite like Keystone cops like. Yeah, throw some Benny Hill music on and we're right? having a great time. <laughs> it's exactly so weird, it. but the yeah. stakes are like through the roof at this point because it's like if he doesn't catch this yeah. guy, his daughter's going to die or something. The comedy yeah. is used perfectly. So often, I feel like in kind of American 80s, noughties comedy, uh, sorry, horror, uh, comedy ends up being the domain of the, uh, the killer. You know, mm -hmm. and here yeah. it's used to make us love these people who are in danger. And even yes. though what they're doing is, you know, funny and shit, it only enhances later when they are in peril. You're like, no, please don't kill these people yeah. that I love that have made me laugh. You know, it associates it, it and it stays in the world. It's so good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it really does stay in the world. I think that's a great point because, like, there's not a lot of special effects or there's like all the all the supernatural entities are only really ever portrayed as humans until right at the very end. Mm. And so I actually think that's way more scary than something like The Conjuring where you're like, okay, well, yeah, that's fucked. I know that's dangerous. I should stay away. Where because they're just people, that, that doubt that is so uh, inbuilt into this movie stays with you right through the whole thing. So good. Guys, I saw a review today. I was reading one on IndieWire, mm. which kind of like summed the movie up um, and the effect it kind of had on me, I think. I'll just read it to you quickly, just a line from it. Yeah, okay. This is horror filmmaking that's designed to work on you like a virus, slowly incapacitating your defences so it can build up and do some real damage. There's a looseness here that's missing from mainstream American horror, a sense that absolutely anything can happen next and always does. And that's just... I think that's a great summary of the movie. Mm. It's just that slow burn. Like, there aren't... I'm trying to think if there were any jump scares in this film. There might have been like one. I think there. I think there is one when um, it could have even been the maybe dream sequence where we see 
the Japanese man yeah. feasting on the deer carcass, and then all of a sudden he's boom right in our face with his glowing eyes. But I agree. I think I think that's it. I love that idea of it just like slowly working through you like a virus. Just that mm. that dread. That's like two and a half hours of just dread and tension and just like I mean, we've watched a lot we've watched quite a few horror movies now, and sometimes you can just pick what's gonna happen, but with this I just never felt settled. No. I never knew what they were going to yeah. do. Yeah, and you, as soon as you're like, oh, I get it, it's a zombie movie because there's that shot yeah. of yeah. the lady outside and you immediately like, oh, I, I understand where this is going to go. I understand the tropes of this. It pulls the rug out from under you and is about something that is so much more stranger and scarier than that. And it ends up having, you know, a, the zombie movie is all about society and, you know, man's inhumanity to man and man is the real threat. This ends up touching themes and, and, and fears of things that are just divine and beyond humanity and fundamentally unknowable. Yes. It fucking rips. It's it's one of those things, too, where, like, they just they just start sprinkling it early so that by the time you get to the end and it's really mm. leaning into that, you're okay with it. Like, mm. the only translator they could find just happens to also be a priest. Yes, yeah. Like, they introduce this character who's the only conduit they've got to this Japanese guy. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Cool, he's a priest. And then by the end of the movie, you're like, of course right, he's a priest. Right. Of course. Because then mm. you, don't have that, you don't have that incredible sequence where he goes back and you, you start to kind of... And even, like, early on when they go to the church and the church is like, oh, we've got nothing for you. And it's like, no, yeah. just... Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing we no. can do. And like when you think about it, this movie, literally like has a bit of everything. It's got possessions, possible ghosts, zombies, exorcisms, the friggin' devil, and yet it all melded together like fairly seamlessly. Like at no point was it feeling like, oh, this is too much. It was just one beat of chaos to the next with you sort of just having to follow along. Yeah, and it ran for two and a half hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how does that happen? How does that fucking? This isn't like a Lord of the Rings movie. Right. It's and it's just steadily upgrading from like being gun no a chill pastoral like almost a slice of life of this fucking bumbling yeah. cop and then you it steadily becomes a horror movie over two and a half fucking hours and it doesn't yeah. feel long no. i mean no. it feels long it feels epic but it doesn't outstay its welcome almost yes for me yeah and I also love even just like the intercuts of the incredible uh landscapes these stunning landscapes just would occasionally just intercut to be like hey, you've been scared for a bit. Here's a beautiful landscape. But it's also like this chaos, this this dread and this fear is happening on the backdrop of this stunning like scenery. Yeah. Which I think also adds another element of fear of like, well, this could happen anywhere. This is like a beautiful place and it's still the worst thing ever happening. Mm. I think I think that's the that's that's the key though. Like I remember looking at the runtime being like, oh fuck, this could be this could be pushing it. Yeah. But but I think it couldn't be any shorter, mm. I don't think. Because like like you said, Tom, it because it just it's it's it seems like it's a slice of life story with some weird shit happening, and it gives you enough time to build that so that every time it ratchets up the tension, it doesn't have to do it quickly. It can take it can just slowly. It's it's literally we are the frog in that pot of boiling water, oh, and by the time it gets to the last twenty minutes, we're like, oh, we're dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> fuck. When did I get in this pot? Where the where the detective fall down? <laughs> That's so good. Another scene I want to talk about was the uh, exorcism scene. Because oh. I don't, I, for some reason I was very unnerved by like that. That was the closest I came to thinking oh, I'm going to stop this and have a little have a little me break. It's overwhelming. Mm. Yes. Yeah, the rhythm and the sound of it, and it's it's a it's a it's a depiction of magic or you know supernatural forces that you never see in things, but is so much more powerful and more visceral than any kind of fucking Doctor Strange <laughs> bullshit. Yes, you know. Yeah. 
Imagine if after all of that, you know, hitting of the drum, you know, Black Panther steps out through the portal. <laughs> or it's, it's like shit. There's no like. I don't know. There's, it's a very bare scene CGI wise, yeah. and it's incredible. Yeah, and that that actor, um, what was his name, Huang mm. Jong Min, he is giving his all. He is mm. not holding back at all. I actually read um, that they filmed for 15 minutes straight, just one long take of him just going for it, and that was pretty much what they mm. used. He just did it in one Jeez. for 15 minutes. And that's what they used. They're fucking insane. It's so much more powerful too than a typical sort of exorcism of someone reading a Bible. Yes. You know what I mean? Which even like I say, those scenes normally are quite fucking full on (laughs) Right, you're not shrugging your way through them. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I just felt watching it like all of my senses were just being like pummeled by this fucking just chaos. And it just went on and on and the little girl screaming and it was just crazy. And it lasted, again, because this has got a long run time, it's got the time to hold... Hold that beat for so long that you're like, all right, was well, it done yet? Like, I need a break. Yeah, uh, it's the, 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 they do so many things that are just nice too, where they they set up and pay off beautifully. Mm. Like when he's talking about the death hex and he's like, don't have sex, watch what you eat, don't fuck this up, and then it's going on for so long. You're just on tender hooks because you know there's so much time left that he has to do something to fuck it up. Right, and so naturally he comes out and is like, stop, my daughter, you can't keep doing this shit like, yes. like mm-hmm. well there's there's the fuck up and then it's juxtaposed with um, the Japanese guy doing whatever weird ritual he's doing on top of it which is somehow worse even though he's just mm. sitting down like all of it is just it's incredible it's, oh. it's, it's a true wizard battle like <laughs> I don't and I, I was saying it like that kind of denigrates it or something but like this is a, a supernatural battle and it is filmed in such a way that like uh, as you are saying, sure, with the exorcisms, when it's someone reading the Bible, that doesn't communicate to me as something that would hurt me as a demon. Mm. But watching this, it's like, oh, I would get the fuck out of that body. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah. He's putting knives into, like, blocks of wood. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. I will, so good. I will say chickens get a beating in this movie. Yes. They did not have a good time. And guts. Animals in general, not enjoying animals themselves. In, yeah, animals in general, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I also wanted to bring up is, so Tom Reed, you've talked about the ultimate cinema crime, which is when a hoax is being portrayed and a character is by themselves and they continue to perpetrate the hoax. So if they're pretending to be somebody else for other people's benefit, when they're by themselves, they continue to pretend to be that person and yep. we, the audience, see it. Yeah. Ultimate cinema hoax. They should know. They should go yes. back to it. Yes. I feel like this movie did it a bit with that scene because it looks like he's beating the devil and the devil's having a bad time. or well, the Japanese man's having a bad time of it. But then later, I mean, spoilers, but later they're in cahoots and, and they're both bad guys. Yes. Look, I originally, I hate this in movies. There's a movie called Matchstick Men, which is my, one of my least favorite movies of all time, in which the twist is that the daughter's in on it and you see her by herself so many fucking times in the movie and she's still playing the con. It's like, that's for no one's benefit but ours, you fucking dumb. That's commitment, Tom. No, it's not. It's dog shit. <laughs> fuck you. She's methods. She's going methods. <laughs> fuck off, everyone. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, when I finished it, I was like, oh, have they, have they tricked me? But then... Mm. Fun fact, I don't know if you guys know, but there are like a bazillion Reddit threads dedicated to the ending of this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I went down that rabbit hole today. Oh, my <laughs> So many. And and people are like, does it feel like a cop-out? And then people are saying, well, there's this whole thing of like, is he actually trying to kill the Japanese man who's holding on to the body so the demon completely oh. take over? Is it actually, it was the woman? Like, we're seeing two separate events. He's actually trying to 
continue the ceremony. And Damo, I give you evidence that at the there's that scene about halfway through where they find the people in the well. Um, yes, Park yep. Chun's family that he's killed. So he's yep. been infected by the same spirit. And you see in the remains of that shopping center, shopping center, the market, mm-hmm. um, stuff that was done similar to the exorcism at the family's house. Yep. So I guess the implication is that this shaman goes, does an exorcism, yeah. which doesn't actually do anything but make things worse, potentially, uh. for the devil to take over. Yeah. Um, was one theory. So I've, I've come all the way around okay. and I'm like, no, okay. this, this movie's no, clever as fuck. Tom, what I think he's doing is... He's doing an actual thing, but it's to destroy the protection that that the girl is is putting up to protect people. Well, there's that too. Yeah. There's a whole lot of... Like, again, there are a lot of theories on Reddit. There's also... Um, Someone put up... So originally when this movie came out, um, the director had an... Like, there's another five minutes tacked onto the end mm. that he got rid of because he wanted it to be a bit more ambiguous. Um, but that's on YouTube and you can find it. And basically, uh, through my research of Reddit, Reddit which is yeah. a fun place, um, was this... Someone had posted this, like, clip and it's literally a sequence of the Japanese guy sitting by a roadside. There's some kids playing. He's, like, waving at them and being friendly to them. The shaman pulls up. They don't say anything. He just gets in the car. They drive off. And then in the rearview mirror is the um, the woman sort of standing in a mm. field watching them drive away. And it just slowly pans in on her face and then cuts. And the director's like, oh, I got rid of that because I wanted it. It was way too obvious then. Mm. But I'm like, I've seen that. It's not even That doesn't make it way more obvious. That's still just as... I don't know which one of the three right. of them is yeah. actually bad. Yeah. From from hearing that, I don't even know what that means just now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, look, I, I was with you, Damo. Yeah. I thought it committed a crime, but now I'm convinced that it's actually okay. a masterpiece. Reddit saves the day. Yeah, Reddit purely a force for good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing bad's ever come from Reddit, guys. No. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. No. All right. Well, then I'll ask the question. Were we scared? Yes. Horrified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Right. We're in agreed. This generally, <laughs> I, like, it's, it's interesting because, as we were saying, like, the, the, the baddies are only ever represented as humans, and yet that's somehow far scarier and more unsettling 
than than anything else. Like, and, and it was just this dread that that, like you were saying, Tom Reed before of the frog in the fry pan. It's just building until you kind of just want to break. Like, I found myself being like, "Shit, this is a long movie." Not because I wasn't entertained, but because I couldn't hold on to the dread anymore, and I wanted a, an escape. <laughs> it's fucked. It's it's. It end and the, and the like the end is awful like mm. bad guys yeah, it's win. bad ending well it's yeah the yeah. worst possible shit happened <laughs> yeah and no one like no one gets away unscathed like they show like his cop partner disappears for the whole back half of the movie and then when you finally get a resolution to him it's oh yeah he also went crazy and killed his entire family and you're mm. like fuck no one's <laughs> it's oh it's even that and that awful scene where the priest goes back to confront the guy and he's like just yeah. if you say you're not the devil i'll leave you alone right and the guy's just like what makes you think that you have yes. it's your choice to leave yeah it's like no why is yeah oh but i i have to say for me the scariest beat in the whole movie and the bit where i was dying inside is literally the moment where he has to wait for the three rooster crows and you do not know if she's telling yeah. the truth or if the shaman's telling yeah. the truth. In the meantime, you're seeing the daughter just wolfing down. F- you're like, sh- yeah! Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, Tom Walker, I wanted to ask you, uh, because this movie starts somewhat fun, at what point did you realise you were scared? Uh, when I... I feel like I realised I was scared that this this was a fear that went beyond like, oh, it's a Korean horror movie. It's a Korean zombie movie. I think when the there's initial part where they're investigating the Japanese man's house. Yeah. And that, like, the, the dread of that uh, really got to me. Yes. Because up until then, kind of like, I don't know, the, the red eyes effect that kind mm. of gets brought up a bit is almost... Uh, you know, noughties or nineties. That's like it's it's a bit of some goofy shit. Yeah, yeah. That that is not especially scary. Yeah. But then the events of the movie happen, and yeah. you're like, oh, if anyone ever does that to me, I'm taking myself out. I'm gonna stick around to see how this unfolds. Yeah. Oh, I just uh, yeah yeah. I think the 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 moment when um just like a little bit of tr- tingling anxiety, like almost curdled into fucking dread. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. For me, I think it was that scene as well. Because until then, I thought, oh, maybe they're just being a bit racist. And like, these are Koreans. This is a Japanese guy. He's a stranger in town. It must be that strange Japanese man. And then we see his house and all doubt is removed at that point. And fuck, this movie did... It plays mind games on you like nothing else. Because you're like, oh shit, we've seen the villain very early in the piece. That's interesting. That's different. But then they layer on doubt, like this layer after layer of doubt until we're in the exact same headspace as our protagonist, not knowing where the fuck we should be going, not knowing what to do or who to trust. And that for me is when, like, the, looking at his shack with all the sort of um, demonic sort of shit and, and, the, and the satanic sort of stuff, that was awful because I'm like, oh shit, he's the bad guy. But then once you weren't sure if he was the bad guy or not, it somehow felt worse because then you didn't know which way to look. It's the photographs. Yeah. And you see the photographs. That's the Yeah. That, then then you're locked yeah. in and I just hated it. And can I just make one comment too? The bit where the dog breaks free. <laughs> and all we've seen from our bumbling cop so far is that he's a bit of a bumbling idiot. <laughs> right. And the dog got in there and attacked him and he starts screaming and then they pull away to this like wide shot mm. and you just hear him keep screaming. I actually thought the movie had like pulled the rug out on me and he was dead. Oh. Because I couldn't imagine that he could 
he could defeat that dog in a fight. <laughs> he had such low confidence in him because yeah. he was a big old coward. Yeah. Yep. Dogs are hard, man. You got the yeah. He just got dark souls, you know, and got taken by surprise. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that the, the other, the other creepy thing is they do that that little beat where the guy's fallen off oh. the cliff, and he's mm. like, you're at this point, you're like, no, he's evil. And then he's like crying yes. in pain, and you're like, "I feel bad for yeah. him." Is he bad? No, I think the I think the the devil left him. Yeah, that's the feeling I got that he was an ordinary man again at really? that point when they were chasing him because he looks genuinely terrified, and he's like covering his mouth so he so they can't hear him. And again, it's not given to us. It's like the ambiguity of this movie is such that it it only ever fills you with more dread and confusion. But that's that was the feeling I had as well, Khan's. Um, I'll ask our next question, which is, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? I think they did their best with the given sure. information. Yeah. I think they, I think, you know what? Like, I think they, they acted humanly. Yes. Which yeah. is even worse because like every one of the things that happened, you're like, I can see how I would do that. Yeah. The anxiety that you get protecting your family like this or, you know, being suspicious of this. I understand feeling this doubt mm. because I am feeling it. I don't know what what the fuck this movie is going to do. I, I feel like they are the most sympathetic, empathetic, you know, yeah. uh, protagonist that I can imagine. Yeah, I, I agree because it's like... Everything they're doing is very is very human, and even like for our protagonist, he literally like he does his character arc of that we suspect that we expect from every mm. movie that he's a coward to begin with. He's literally running away from every bad thing that comes his way, and then by the end, he's chasing it down with everything he's got because he has to save his daughter. Like the beauty of that scene where the the Japanese man is hiding under the rock, and he's like, "I have to find him. I have to save my daughter." He just repeats it over and over again because. Now fear doesn't matter. He just needs to stop this so his daughter's okay. And he does that. And normally if you do that in a movie, well, you get the win because you've earned it. But in this movie, no. <laughs> you do not get the win. You get the worst shit happening. That scene broke my heart when he, when he yeah. broke down oh. on the rock and was crying. It fucking killed me. Mm. And I was like, that's when I was like, ah, oh, I, I really like this movie. It just hit like an emotional beat when I was like, ah, oh, this is what I actually like. This is what I want from a horror film. I don't just right. want jump scares and bullshit. I want like actual humanity and this movie mm. locked into it. And yeah, it's like what you said, Damo. I, I reached a moment where I thought, he's gonna, it's all going to work out. They're going to get through it. And then it didn't. It, it ended mm. bad. <laughs> yeah. But I still like yeah. the movie, mm. which I shouldn't. I don't yeah, know why. <laughs> I think I love it. I think I love this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, cunt. Yes. <laughs> well, on the if I acted wisely or foolishly, there were two. I read some uh, on some trivia. There was two sort of foreshadowing hints that both he and we could have picked up on. One was that um, while the woman, the sort of the woman in white, did have some of the possessed people's possessions, she only had stuff from their top half where the Japanese man only had stuff from their bottom half. And that's because she's sort of serving a higher power. He's obviously serving the very lowest possible power. So that was one, which was interesting. And the second one, which was that 
at one point we see that the shaman wears the same diaper as the Japanese man, which I think is just great. <laughs> they were meant to pick up that the baddies are in cahoots because they wear the same oh diaper. Oh my god, they're both diaped up. How did we not see it? Coming? They're on the same message boards. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Fully diaped. Oh my god, they're Abdil. <laughs> I can't believe it. That's so good for representation. <laughs> this is a Korean movie and an Abdil movie. <laughs> I, look, here's the thing though. I, I, I just don't know what else that he could have done. I mean, okay, the obvious thing is that he believes the the woman when she's like, you have to wait. Mm. But I don't know if no. I would have believed her. Like, the, it, for me, watching that scene, there is not enough evidence for me to not do what he did. You know that w- watching the movie, you're like, whichever choice this guy makes is going to be wrong. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. there's just that inescapable feeling of he's fucking this up somehow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, but, that, but then you see that, that, that the hair clip on the ground and you're like, oh, no, fuck, he's making the right choice. Yeah. Do we, do we think that when they first went to the Japanese guy's place and saw the, the photos, why didn't they just arrest him? They weren't supposed to be there, I think, is the idea. But, like, surely... but that, Weren't there photos there of someone who had already died? But didn't they yes. then return to check them out and they were gone? Yep. Yeah, they came back, yeah. I think, the next day or whatever, and, he, and he'd burned them. But, like, isn't that enough on the spot just to be like, why have you got... A wall full of photos of dead right. bodies. You're coming yes, with us, yeah. but just seemed odd. Not that that probably would have helped. Anyway, no, you can't. I, I, I think. Him, so I think the the logic they use there is literally the priest at some point's like, we we can't be here. So I guess mm. it's one of those things where if you arrested, like, there are already cops who suck at their jobs. If they brought back this mm. guy and he was like, they didn't have the warrant for my house, blah blah mm. blah, then it's you know, I, I guess is the the logical leap. But yeah, yeah, going back and then him being like, yeah, burn yeah. them all. The feeling that I got from there also is that you don't want to be around this thing. Mm, yeah. Like yes. what we just found out is this is a dark magical force yeah. and that coming to this thing even 2 on one is like you are asking to die. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and like it's so powerful because that scene I'm pretty sure finishes with him finding his daughter's shoe in the house. And so he just needs to get to his daughter. Nothing else mm. is happening in his head at that point because it is such a malevolent force. Even though the Japanese man is standing right there, he needs to make sure she's all right. Also, on the daughter, Ugh. holy crap, her performance was... Insane! Holy Incredible. shit! Holy crap. Oh, my God. Shit, there is one scene early on, like what you were saying before, Tom Walker, how we, how we, we love these characters from the start because we see the goofy, bumbling thing. There's also a beautiful scene with father and daughter yes. where they're just having a lovely ice cream. She, she catches him having sex with his wife and she's like, oh, I won't tell. And it's just this very sweet moment between the two of them. And you're like, what a sweet little girl. She is beautiful. She is lovely. And then she is not beautiful and lovely. She is convulsing in far too realistic fashion. I, mm. I thought she was possessed. <laughs> it's fucked. Yeah, you fucked. love all the characters in the movie. <laughs> you really yeah. do. They're charming. Yeah. They're funny. Mm. They're nice. And, you know, it's it It hurts. To see them yeah. steadily eaten up with dread and like just harm. Even like the very first scene, he's going to investigate a murder and his wife and mother-in-law like, nah, have something to eat first. And then we see him <laughs> eating at the table. Yes, <laughs> such a great cut. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. This one hurts the most, I think, out of the nearly, we've probably nearly watched 50 horror movies now. Yeah. This one hurts probably more mm. than any we've watched, I reckon. Yeah. Because you want them to win. And again, they like... They make they make the right call. They go to the shaman. Mm. They just go to the wrong dude. Yeah, they just pick the yeah, wrong yeah. dude. Like he goes to the doc. Like they think they've won. There's that beautiful scene where he comes back to the hospital after thinking he's killed the demon, yeah, and he's like, yeah. hey, "You're okay," and she's like, "Yes," and she's crying. And it's like that's so 
so lovely, and then it's like and you feel happy, matter. Tom, and then you see that there's like forty five minutes left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well then. How would the four of us do in this situation? So badly. Horribly. We're dead. I wouldn't even get around to calling the shaman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's set the scene. I think the four of us can be cops okay. together on, in this village. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm immediately killed by my own service weapon. <laughs> I, I don't even get past the first clean of that thing without yeah. blowing my fucking brains out onto the Korean wall. The demon doesn't actually have anything to do with our lives. We just all die because we're bad at being cops. <laughs> yeah, we're playing a game of catch the gun and we're just throwing the pistols back and forth. <laughs> we fall down the cliff, but rather than funny Benny Hill music, we just all break our yeah, necks. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah. I leave the car in reverse as I get out to like check something in the wheel. It just ro- crushes my skull. It just rolls back. <laughs> yeah, you have that scene where they're like, oh, eat something before you go. I cut back. I've just got a chopstick jammed like sideways <laughs> through my throat. Can I just say, I love that that he gets called that there's been a, like a murder or whatever, a violent crime, and he just sits mm, down to right. eat first before he goes yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah, He's got to have his yeah. sustenance. You Priorities. Know? Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Let's Let's... Go forward a bit further in the movie. Let's say we don't die from our own incompetence uh, and we end up facing the devil. Uh, Tom Walker, as our special guest, would you like to be the one that enters the cave? I'd love to get in there. Thank you so much. <laughs> cool. Uh, I immediately slip on a wet rock. <laughs> I slam my head into the crown. No, but like, I, I think I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. You could, I hope you said whatever you wanted to to my soul because it's not coming back from that cave. No, no. I, I, I feel like we're, this is when we did same thing when we did Sinister. I think once you're in, you actually can't get out. Yeah. Like by yeah. the time we're in it, I don't know if I'd be able to make the right choice. Tom's dying in that cave. That's <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You actually went there expressly to die. Right. The, de- yeah. the devil will go to take your photo, but you're already dead. It's too I'm long. already taking a selfie of myself, just being like, yeah, man, I get it. I get it. I fucked up. I take a single step in there. I see that there's like a mist gate blocking me from going back out. I'm like, ah, oh, no. You've already printed out headshots to give him. You're like, here we go. Job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill Don't me. worry about it, man. I can sign those if you want. <laughs> going into the cave is never the right option. Yeah. yeah thank descent, you. the wailing, oh, the yes. descent to. All of these. Yeah. The cave. Nothing good happens in a cave. Yeah. Spelunking, terrible idea, always. So bad. Yeah, boys, we can't do it because we watched The Descent and we said we're never going in a cave. This is true. It's true. I guess that's why Tom Walker had to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we're fucked, though. Like, I think you could. Like, I don't think we have the wherewithal to beat the devil. <laughs> no, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> oh, Tom's got imposter syndrome. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not a real exorcist. No, I just feel like a fraud. No. I'm just making up these tongues that I speak in. You could beat the devil, the being of ultimate knowledge and evil. You could absolutely (laughs) go toe-to-toe. Toe-to-hoof. Sorry. <laughs> is this the devil giving me a pep talk because I turn up and I'm like, I can't beat you. Yeah, this like, is oh, any come fun. On, give, it a, give it a go. Come on. Yeah, it's yeah. no fun when you don't fight back. <laughs> <laughs> is the key to this picking a better exorcist? Do we have exorcist auditions? I mean, it's trusting the girl ultimately, isn't it? Like mm. she is fighting to beat the devil and seems to have the capacity to do so. I wouldn't trust her because she threw rocks at me. 
I mean, yeah, she throws rocks. Why is she throwing rocks yeah. at us? Just be real. Just come up and say exactly what's happening. Don't be cryptic with your rocks. <laughs> right. What have I got hit in the head? Yeah, she's creepy. She's kooky. I would I would probably also commit the fault of um, trusting the guy I booked from like a phone yeah. book. The professional yeah. guy yeah. who shows up. 100%. Yeah. Rather than the that, girl crawling that, on the ground throwing rocks. That feels legit, legit yeah. as fuck. Oh, it's convincing. Right? Well, it is. I think it is. It's just he's doing it for the wrong side. Yeah. The other thing too is that like, so here's the thing I will say about her. Mm. Too. Um, she, it's her fault, right? So we have that shot at the end of the of the the leaves above the house, like rotting away, yeah. and you see in all of the other um, murder sites, there's been those leaves that have rotted away. So she's tried multiple times to save people, and she's failed every single time mm-hmm. because maybe she sucks at her job. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, if she's too cryptic, she should just be like, hey. Japanese guy's bad. Yeah. He's working with this shaman. Don't hire that shaman. Because yeah. to convince people the Japanese man is bad is a very easy... Everyone gets on board with that very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. All you need to do is just be like, also, the guy with the ponytail who wears the same diaper, wonder why they're wearing the same diaper. <laughs> if she was mute, you'd understand. Right. But she's got a voice. Yes. Yeah. Just be real. Just tell people what's going on. You're right, it is her fault. The whole movie's her fault. Yeah. I, I, I do agree, though. I think this is finishing with the four of us well and truly dead. Oh, yeah. The, the devil's oh, going to win the day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, and that's all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. I've also been Tom. And if you scary listeners have any comments about this episode or like to say hi, you can email us at 3 Boys, or you can find us on Twitter at Boys, or individually I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Awkward Trade. My handles are Tom Walker is good on everything. Now, Tom, I also do want to ask you, you've got a, a, a truck simulator season two yes. special coming soon. <laughs> well, yeah, special special is maybe overselling it, but yeah, I've, I've, I've switched... Uh, I stream on Twitch uh, as Tom Walker is good, and I've switched from um, American Truck Simulator to Euro Truck Simulator too. And mm. I am I'm kind of treating it as a reset for the stream. I've I've gotten rid of all the kind of uh, weird sounds that people could play. I've made it just a uh, a fresh break for the stream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the glorious uh, single country of Europe, <laughs> I'm currently in oh, my favorite country. Uh, one of the northern states, uh, I believe it's called Finland. We, so we started <laughs> off in Helsinki, and we're just kind of branching off. We hit Estonia and Sweden and Russia. Uh, it's and yeah, I'm kind of making it a whole thing where you watch this guy try and grow a business as people. Oh yeah, also people can for Twitch bits yank the wheel left or right, causing a truly horrific crash. Because I've installed a realistic physics mod and it is... The number of times it has tipped already is truly oh, right. awful. Oh, that's no good. This this is what physics was made yeah. for. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, this is what they thought when the apple hit the head. They were like, ah, in a few years, a comedian will make his living <laughs> driving temptingly across a bridge in a simulated truck. Can you pick up hitchhikers in this truck? No. So the, oh. it's very much a, um, a simulator of the trucks rather than the truck driver themselves. So okay, okay. No, no, um, no extracurricular activities, rest stops, no uh, enhancements or stimulants, just good, honest trucking. Uh, but there is, I found out, if you try and go to Turkey, I think there's one border crossing in the game that takes 10 real-life minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> They are, they have to check your papers and you have to just sit there and be like that is if if you crash through the border do like are there cops do you get arrested? You can't crash through the border. <laughs> oh my god. They they assume a level of following the rules that is like no these do not break under <laughs> right. pressure. 
Oh. You have to wait your turn like everyone else. Fuck. It's such a fucking wait, good so, game. That's awesome. Wait, so if you're waiting your turn, what if there's like... Is it possible for you to be like a hundred trucks Absolutely, back my friend. <laughs> oh my God. And then you get to the front. I had to wait in line on, on stream. I ended up in the wrong, like, uh, I ended up in a cars only one. I had to like back up, like fucking swatting six cars out of the way with my big tail, which is how I think of the shipping container on the end of the truck. And then just like line up, you know, wait for all the other cars to go through and then slowly like let them check my papers to move from uh, Finland to Sweden. Oh, to wait to get on so the ferry great. to cross the. Oh, <laughs> it fucking rules. That is incredible. Yeah, that is beautiful. That's... All set up so like there's people tracking like the money that the company is making. Uh, <laughs> each delivery is archived in a spreadsheet. It's fucked. <laughs> have you at this point? Have you just considered shit? Maybe I should drive a truck. I think uh, if it, this has taught me anything, it's that I am not capable of the focus <laughs> and professionalism. <laughs> And um, care for human life that defines a truck driver. Yeah, those yeah. real life physics. No, yeah, I'm more in the yeah. business of colliding into a, a family sedan and just turning all the <laughs> occupants into a homogenous paste. <laughs> well, Tom Walker, thank you so very much for joining us today. Uh, thank it's you so much for having time. me. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely so happy that you guys. I don't know if liked the movie is great, but I think respected the movie and were changed by it because it, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it really, really is. Well, thanks for coming on and stay scared, everyone. Cards on the table. I think it fucking rips.